you. Okay, here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. We are back for episode 198. We, of course, broadcast from the heart of the universe, the heart of Arlington County, the heart of everything. That's Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, we've got a full crew. Across from me, of course, is Tess Strike. Tess, what's up? How are you? Good evening, Chris. I'm good. Good. Of course, we got Docs here. I, I'm a little worried to bring him in because I think he's been watching the World Cup game. And Haven't enjo- we all? And enjoying himself while watching it. But to my left, of course, it's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? If you're implying that I was day drinking, then you are correct. <laughs> I, I am uh, definitely under the influence right. right now. Nobody would have known. Thank you very much Sorry. for wearing my cover. I- <laughs> Chris, happy West Virginia Day to you. Is it? Is it a West? So today is uh, June twentieth. Mm-hmm. There is a day for everything. Is it West Virginia yeah. Day? Today's today's Happy West Virginia Day. Okay. Do you know why today is Happy West Virginia Day? Is it something to do with the song you were singing earlier? Oh, uh, we should sing that. We should sing twenty nine <laughs> seconds. Almost of that. heaven, mm-hmm. West Virginia. Almost heaven. Yeah, I, I think our, our audience has oh, heard the okay. they have the professional rendition, uh-huh. so that we don't need to. Uh, that is one of my karaoke go tos. Is it? I yeah. can I can knock it out of the park. We have it's a classic. We have talked about your karaoke on this program. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't know why it's West Virginia Day. Take a guess. Um, let's see, June twentieth. Why would June 20th be West Virginia 620. Day? 620. 620. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is this something I should know? Is no. this something I'm going to be embarrassed by? Probably not. Um, Just take a guess. Just take a swing. Let's take a let's swing. move on. Let's All not right. let's let's not spend too much time on this topic. Let's just take a swing and move on. Because uh, West Virginia always thought that the 20th was the first day of summer when in fact it's the 21st. <laughs> Cuz they're not Oh, as- you're sticking <laughs> it to those yokels. <laughs> not I don't know. I'm 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 sorry to our West Virginia listeners. I think our yeah. our um, one of our uh, manager assistant managers here, Pacer Me- Pacers Megan, is from West Virginia. She so. might have tipped me off too that today <laughs> oh, really? is West okay. Virginia Day. Okay. Maybe. All right. right. Chris, so, you should really know these days better. I used to send you that nightly email with the report of what day it is. I, I remember when, when Tess was um, Would you tell him what the time. day is the next day no. or no. the day that just happened? In I conclusion. enjoyed those, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I feel like you're telling him a little bit too late. You should be like, tomorrow you should tell everybody so happy. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Right. It's like, guess what you just missed, Chris? <laughs> well, so Megan told you it's West In, Virginia Day. So that's, on June twentieth, eighteen sixty-three, West Virginia seceded from the great state of Virginia and became its own state. Oh wow! Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So this is this is when they're celebrating their their independence uh, from Virginia. Their independence. Okay. Yeah. All right. Any idea why they seceded in eighteen sixty-three? I'm uh, gonna let Chris take this <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, eighteen sixty-three. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, you know they. They probably had uh, 30 states at the time, and they wanted an odd number of states. What else is happening yeah. in the middle of no, the No, he, he was right. It was There was a big conflict over yeah. the start of summer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were right <laughs> so, the yeah. first time. That's why they left the yeah. U. That's okay. why they left. All right. All right. This is Pace the Nation episode 198, a big show to get to as we get closer and closer to episode 200 mm-hmm. uh we've been hyping up episode 200 for a while mm-hmm. uh i hope get i've been in the out. dark everybody get your hope i've out. been in the dark i hope we don't disappoint um episode <laughs> we'll 200. disappoint someone yeah i'm sure we will but uh i do like to do like to point it out that we are closer and closer so we've got this yes. one we've got next week we've got two episodes that we're recording uh-huh. one being our episode 200 a, a landmark uh, episode for Ooh, us that's a really be you know so, behind the curtain right yes. there but uh this week an exciting show to get to uh mm-hmm. don't want to don't want to slight episode 198 mm-hmm. uh we've got a great guest uh today laura mazer uh she is a runner who finished the pittsburgh marathon uh and her story went viral which is super cool I don't know how something ends up going viral. We'll learn it from her. Uh, we'll ask her how her story. Did, w- if you did know, you would do it every day. <laughs> yes, I would. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, I I uh, I am no um, 
stranger to viral videos. Yeah, right, right. No stranger to promotion of myself. Oh. Right, yes. Okay. Um, so Laura uh, found a runner on the Pittsburgh Marathon course, uh, Jessica Robertson, inspired her to finish the race. Uh, and they finished the race holding hands together, and the story went viral. Super cool story, inspiring story. She's going to talk about her running uh, and, and that day at Pittsburgh uh, that was picked up later by uh, ABC News, ABC Nightly News. David Muir, ABC Nightly News, did a story. We'll tweet out that story, and we'll talk to Laura today on the program. Also on today's show, I've got a couple of questions. Um, one that's just a couple yeah one that's something we've been talking about for a while and mm-hmm. then another one it's been bothering me and i've oh, been meaning to bring yes. it up and i wanted okay. to get your input on this i love uh, when your gears are grinded I, I i i don't know why these uh it, it has to do with transportation and i don't know why this is part of is uh, someone's car is no it's not it's, it's okay. about a car so i don't know why uh-huh. people put these on their cars it's about my car uh, no. Is it the eyelashes that you get on the headlights? You're close. You're you're actually very close, but those not that. things are yeah, stupid. So that 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 is they are. I agree, but uh, that's we close. Just that's lost six listeners. That's the te- <laughs> that's the tease. Uh, also, a uh, ageless sprinter in the news this week, and mm-hmm. Tess is going to tell us about her. Is uh, she really ageless, or are we going to talk about her age? We are going to talk about her age. We will talk about her age. Uh, I, f- I feel like we should be, you know, truthful to our listeners. Yeah, and we we, uh, we want to talk about the uh, the game. Uh, we'll get to that probably before our guest. Uh-huh. And then finally, uh, a big day, June 12th. Uh, it was Gabe Grunwell Day, uh, so we want to talk about that as well. Um, all right, so we do cover the Women's World Cup like no other running podcast in the country. I've said that for weeks. Yeah. Uh, the women are through three games. Correct. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch the game. Bummer. I assume you guys did. I know Docs did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tess? I did. I had it on at my desk. Oh, fantastic. I love how your work supports that. Uh, what was your What was your uh, take from today's? My analysis of today's game? Yes. I think we look strong. Okay. I think we're playing consistently. Um, I have some some issues with the VAR in general in the Women's World Cup. VAR? Um, what's? The video review. Okay. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'm going to hold my tongue on that for okay. a little bit. I'm going to wait for it to play out some more, but I have some thoughts. It's okay. possible that I tweeted a negative uh, statement about VAR in this World mm. Cup. I okay. Most, okay, I'm just going to get into it now. Yeah, then. at William E. Docs if you want to see that mm. tweet, but go ahead, Tess. I think it's being overused. Okay. It is a tool referees can use but it is being overused. It's slowing down the game. It's really, it? We waited for so long for that Tobin mm. Heath goal, which yeah. was then later determined to be an own goal. But regardless, we waited so long for the offside ruling on that play that essentially you lose momentum and you're mm-hmm. sitting there waiting for minutes and minutes for this decision to come through, and it's being overused. All right, so today's game was, um, replay aside, today's USA game was versus USA Sweden. versus Sweden. Which is a great historical rivalry for the record. And Sweden's good, they right? Are. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a 2 nothing win. My concern as a novice viewer here, we okay. win 13 nothing. We win uh, Oh, my God. You're going to be kidding me. And then okay. we win 2 nothing. Yeah. You are feel we, like we're regressing? Yeah, I feel like You're we're so regressing. Stupid. I, was, I was waiting for these... <laughs> Thirteen nothing shellackings every week or, or every every game. No. I told you once once we got to game three, the tournament starts. Okay. So now now we will be playing in competitive games. The first two games that we played in were not competitive matches. Mm. There's okay. just not there's just not enough good teams in the tournament. That being said, the Chilean goalkeeper was hot. She well, the was Chilean goal, fire. The Chilean okay. goalkeeper is like one of the best in the world. I heard they missed a penalty kick. Did she save the penalty kick? No, it was off frame. Carly okay. Lloyd just, mm-hmm. missed, just the missed the goal. Okay. Farley, I, this yeah. is something from today's game that, okay. that's relevant to you. Carly Lloyd had like a, a several game, like five or six or seven straight games in the World Cup that she scored in. Mm-hmm. Streak ended today. I know oh, you're big man. on streaks. I love streaks. Oh, yeah. I'm disappointed. That that's a pretty impressive streak. Scoring it's crazy. A, a goal or two games in a row in the World Cup are crazy. But she had like five or six. So games in a row. does that mean a goal or assist like hockey? You get no, a no, point no, for just no, goals. goals. Wow, Carly Lloyd. Um, I think she went to Rutgers. She did. She's yeah. a Rutgers girl. That yeah. was a really good contribution to the show. <laughs> That's what I got for Women's yeah. Women's World Cup. Uh, yeah. I'm going to watch this replay thing, though, because I agree with you. Let's just take replay out of it. I'm tired so, of replay. Not out of like it. Not out of it. I don't think we have a problem I'm, with it being there, but it's it's overused. Okay. Just lay off 
Only do it when you have to do it. Not every call needs to be reviewed. Correct. And you know what? The reality is referees are going to make mistakes. Yeah. And we have to live with that. They make mistakes in every sport. Yeah. Not just soccer. And you don't get a, a redo every single time. And it comes out in the wash. Yeah. I, I, I think out. I think it comes I, out in the wash. You make mistakes on both sides. And My my opinion on, on how they need to use the VAR is that they need to alert the referee when there's an egregious mistake. And in this case, in this game today, there was a a play and they're like reviewing it, like Tess said, for five minutes, trying to see whether she was on sides or off sides. Mm-hmm. And they're like looking at the line and all this kind of stuff. It doesn't matter if, if, if you are a hair offside, who cares? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just the go with whatever. not that precise. Go, go with whatever was called on the field and move on. If she is... 20 feet off sides and it's so obvious right or if somebody gets tackled in the box and they don't call it that's why you need var you need to be able to say like there was an egregious mistake you need to correct this we don't need to get every last thing correct how, how long did it stop the game for several minutes at least five minutes there was seven minutes wow seven full minutes of extra time so does the clock keep running yeah even during it's a that? running clock well, they, so, they, hmm. the referee pauses the clock and then you have what's but called the extra, extra time. But the clock that I see when I turn in When you see that, it keeps going. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then the referees will indicate, gotcha. after, at the end of the game, they'll indicate how many minutes of extra time. That's so, annoying. I, I like to know how much time I got well, left. Well, they will tell you. They'll well, tell the you ref the has got it on their watch, on and their they're watch, looking at yeah. their watch, and it's annoying to me. But We don't need seven minutes of extra time. No. That's too much. That's like absurd. Five minutes used to be the limit. The only time when you see enough time is when there's like a devastating injury on the pitch, and you got to get a player under a stretcher, and it's like a whole thing. That's on, the only time when you see that much got it. time added on. All right. Well, I'll uh, be on the lookout. So when's our next game? Monday. Uh, Monday. Against Spain. All right. Monday, so this, Monday, this, Monday. This, this show comes out Monday, so be... Tune in. Be, be sure to tune tune in. Do they still it's, do the 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock or noon and 3 o'clock? Is that how it works? Our game, I think, was advertised to start at noon. Okay. So they still got those two time slots. But I think that might also include an hour of pregame. I'm not okay. sure what the gotcha. TV does. I don't All like right. when they do that either. Just tell me when the kickoff is. Yeah, anyway. I don't want to watch the half hour of analysis. Yeah, you got work to do. I do. Even, if, even though your boss... I'm in the office. Your, even though your boss allows... <laughs> Nobody's doing work in the world, but I just don't like to, <laughs> to anticipate the start of a game and then like have to wait an hour this the, the anticipation is too much yeah i agree all just right. just tune me in when the game starts all right you could probably check your local local listings or your tv guide mm-hmm. if anybody still has a tv guide like a you know i was thinking about TV readers guide. digest today yeah. Do you remember readers Digest? yes yes i don't yeah. know why you're what thinking about that? them um i used to read all the jokes all right well um i don't know how we make a smooth transition from uh, but that's your job so- soccer to <laughs> to uh this next story who uh our, our next guest mm-hmm. um i have to give credit to jessica rose and on twitter she's mm-hmm. I-, I believe drooly cat mm-hmm. well i think it she might be the french version of drooly cat <laughs> yeah so i uh, gotta give her props uh she uh connected me with laura mazer uh, who went viral last month mm-hmm. in the Pittsburgh Marathon, running the Pittsburgh Marathon. Uh, she was in last place along with um, her new friend, Jessica Robertson. They encouraged each other to finish, and there was a real inspiring video that went viral. And uh, we'll tweet out all the particulars on that. But more importantly, we're going to have Laura Mazer on the program next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs and Tess, we are excited to be joined on the phone by a viral superstar, Laura Mazer. Laura, how are you? Good, how are you guys? We're doing great. Um, is it accurate is it is it accurate to say that you became a viral superstar because of the Pittsburgh Marathon? I was so full. There you um, go. It's thanks to social media. I mean, um, social media gets a lot of flack these days about, you know, people are leaving social media a lot because of negativity and, you know, politics, religion, and all the hot topics of the world. But, like, this really, like, brought out a lot of people and, like, got a lot of people more positive and things like that, too. Yeah, it was super positive. Um, we're going to talk about the Pittsburgh Marathon experience and kind of the inspiring story that came out of that. Um, but before we do that, um, 
Now, Laura is is not a new runner. She's been running since 2013. That's what she said when she caught up when I caught up with her on the phone. Um, so, to kind of tell us how you got in, how you initially started running. Um, I actually just got into just walking a lot, um, just something different to do. Like when I got off of work and stuff like that. Um, so I would just go to the local track or the local. YMCA walk laps around the track. So I was doing about 10, 15 miles a day and it just really didn't bother me. Like it wasn't causing pain or anything like that. And uh, one day I went to the gym and I actually lost my keys in my Jeep. So it looked like it was going to rain. So I was like, well, I'm about three miles from home. So I can either like walk home or I can um, just call a friend and ask them like, take me home, get my spare and come back. But I really didn't want to bother anybody. Like, I'm just not the type to, like, want to bother people right. if I could do something to, like, break up my own. I can so appreciate I was like, All that. Right, well, yes, totally. I agree. Totally. I mean, it's just it's just so much easier just to do things on my own <laughs> if I can, like, I have mm-hmm. time. But it looked like it was going to rain. So I walked a little past, um, past the soccer field because I wasn't sure. Like, I was like, well, I could run this, probably run home, you know, real easily. Like, I'm used to walking all the time so much. Like, three miles is no big deal by that point. And uh, I was like, I don't know what I look like running. So I'm like, I'm going to walk fast to cute soccer players. And so I don't look <laughs> like a jerk. And, uh, and uh, so then I ran the rest of the path. Like, there's a towpath that goes along the canal. Ran the rest of the uh, way home, and then I biked back. And it took a little under an hour. So I was like, well, you know, if that took under an hour to do that, like, maybe I could just, you know, look into local races, the you know, what's out there and see what kind of timing I'll get and, you know, just go from there. So that's you, cool. That's very, very cool. So you, so you were obviously big into walking and, and that's awesome that, cause a lot of people are intimidated by running and intimidated by races, but that really wasn't your story. You said, I'm going to find the local road race and I'm just going to jump right in. And that's what you did, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, we have actually a couple races right here that we do 5k if you're in your Bremen, um, for local festivals every where, year. Where do you live? I'm uh, sorry. Where do you live? It's in Ohio, right? New Bremen, yeah, Ohio. Yeah, I live in New Bremen, Ohio. Okay. And so I'm about halfway between Lima and Dayton in West Central Ohio. And uh, so we do a couple of festivals per year, uh, different couple of benefit runs. And uh, so I had walked these in the past and with friends or on my own, you know, just benefit the local community and things like that. And um, But, you know, year after year, I had seen people go up for their awards, you know, and their age group placings, and I'm like, this is so cool, you know, like, that they're so fast to, like, you know, get these, and, like, I want to be one of those people to actually get the, to win those one of these days, and I'm like, you know, that'd be super cool, and, you know, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm really all that fast, um, but um, so I started looking around at races just to see what was out there, and um, there was a, so I started running in July of 2013, and um, just just from going back and forth right there um, from the gym to home and back. And um, then I was like, well, you know, that didn't take a whole lot of time. So I'm going to see what kind of mileage I can put in, you know, the local tracks and stuff like that. And uh, so I was up around the 10-mile mark. And um, it was around October by the time, like, I was looking at, you know, racing schedules, stuff like that. And I really didn't know where to look for um, different schedules and, you know, different races that were out there. But I found one um, in Dayton, and um, there was all there was a 5K and a half marathon at the same time, and I just didn't know which one I was going to do. I was like, "Well, I'm already up to 10 miles," but I'm like, "Well, I and I really wasn't into running like um, that much by this point." Did you know so how far? Actually, did you know how far a half marathon was at that point? No, I actually had to look it up. I had no idea <laughs> how far the distance half or full was. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm already up around, like, 10 miles. So, like, better three miles, you know, wouldn't hurt me. You know, it's probably doable. And um, so I went down there. Um, so by that point, the online registration had already closed. You had to do it in person the day before. So I drove down. I had the weekend off of work, so I drove down the day before. Started, and there was an SUV in front of me going into the parking lot. I mean, I was still just trying to toss up in the air what I want to do the 5K or half. And then I saw an SUV with a half sticker, a 13.1 sticker on the back of it. 
And I'm like, well, that solves my problem right there. I'm, I'm going to do it because I want one of those stickers. <laughs> it's a sign. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad it didn't right. say 0. 0.0. That's good. <laughs> I have one of those, actually. You do? Okay. <laughs> okay. I do. So, um, so you did but, the half marathon um, basically because you were inspired by a sticker. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. Who doesn't? I mean, right. I loved having like stickers on my lunchbox growing up. Of course. And this is like the grown up version of that. Yes. So it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So you, um, so you do a ha- so you do a half and, and and you 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 were you immediately hooked? Yeah, I was um, because I you know it wasn't the last one. You know there were still a bunch of people behind me, mm-hmm. and you know you got a medal, you got shiny stuff at the end. You know <laughs> how cool was that? We're in it for the bling. Yes, totally. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, who doesn't want that? Yeah, totally. So then um, you you do, but uh, you know, in this Pittsburgh marathon that you just finished, that we're going to get into talking about, uh, that wasn't an. That, I mean, this marathoning is not a new experience for you. So you quickly started doing marathons after this half marathon, right? Yeah, I did. Um, the, the so the next day, um, so my first half. The next day, when I went in to actually like run my first half. Um, mind you, like I said, like I, I didn't even know until probably like a day or two beforehand, you know, how far a half marathon even was. But, you know, I saw a deep in front of me and it had a 26.2 sticker on it. I'm like, dude, I want one of those. Another stuff, right? So, <laughs> so, like, I hadn't even run my first half yet. And I was like, I want one of those too, but let's get through this first and see how this goes. Laura, and have I'm you like, seen the 100 mile and the 50 mile yeah, stickers? <laughs> yeah, I know. I have. Ooh. I mean, I've seen all yes. of the, um, there's some amazing ultra runners out there doing the, um, the bad water races and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and, and like, so is this going to be in your future now too, now that you've seen those stickers? I don't know. Like I want to do an ultra someday and, uh, I just, I haven't figured out which one yet and when, and, you know, to figure out my training strategies and things like that. So, yeah. Because usually I at least have, like, some sort of eyesight to, like, okay, well, you know, this ultra is after the full that I'm already running. So, like, it's basically you're using the full as training, which I'm totally cool with that. But just a matter of, like, you know, how much in pain am I going to be after that full? <laughs> you know, how much training am I going to have leading up to that even? So, you know. So uh, you, you finished the, the – the, and we're, we're, I'm going to talk about the, the marathon at Pittsburgh that went viral um, and just what an inspiring story that was. Uh, so you've actually finished the Pittsburgh marathon six times. You ran the Grand Lake marathon five times. So this was your tw- – and then you did the Air Force marathon. Can, so This is a lot of races. Just, yeah. to, just to jump in real yeah. quick. Like every time you run a marathon, do you get a twenty six point two sticker, or is just like once for the first time? Um, I actually, I got one on my first one, mm-hmm. uh, but I ended up having to rebuy it because someone stole it off the back of my Jeep. No, oh, so, man. yeah, they um, I had um, sticker that said run, another one that says thirteen point one, twenty six point two, and a couple others, and they stole all the big ones off my. During a 5K. <laughs> yeah. So I had to rebuy them all, and I took all the ones I had left on the back, and I put them all on my fridge. So, yeah. So it's interesting that, like, my fridge is kind of like, you know, the motivation. Like, well, oh, yeah, you're, you're probably going for something chocolate in there, but you got to run. <laughs> right, exactly. Ooh, yeah, ooh, that's, that's a good smart. That's a really good. Good tip. I, I, I am just, like, fascinated with the sticker game here. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, I think that's a good tip. I go in for ice cream, and I see the 26.2, and I say, you know what? Yeah. Better think again. Um, so this was your 12th marathon, I believe, at Pittsburgh, right? Yes. Um, yeah. And so you're you're running along, and, um, you know, you're you're one of the – final runners in the race um and take us uh to about i think you said about mile 12 when you found jessica right tell us that story um well after 14 i don't know the exact mileage um but um there was another gentleman beside me and he just kind of bailed and he just tapped out and because he wasn't feeling well so Mm -hmm. i was like you know what if you just want to get on the bus behind us like that's totally cool the sag bus behind you yep Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a sleeper bus. There's yep. a, a full-size uh, school bus, which is being used as a sleeper bus. That's intimidating. Me. Wow, man. Yeah, it is, because you get to a certain point in the race, and if you are that far back, 
all you hear is a drone of the engines. You got a police car <laughs> behind you. You got, you got the school bus behind you. You have a couple ambulances and whatever else support vehicles behind you. That's all you hear. And even though so, um, how much you crank up your music and how hard <laughs> you run and how, how much you're breathing so yeah. loudly, you can still hear those things. Yep. That is so and ominous. So, like, yes. I look, I look back behind me because I thought after the guy beside me bailed, I looked behind me because I thought I was the last one. But there was another girl, Jessica. Um, she was right in front of the cop car. I didn't even see her back there. So I looked back. She looked up at me at the same time, and she said, "Are you full or relay?" Because there's a relay going on at the same time. And I was like, "Full." I'm like, "What are you?" She's like, "Full." I'm like, "Girl, get up here!" And she just ran up beside me. So. That's it was just awesome. Easier to have somebody beside you, you know, for support along yeah. the way, and you know. Um, also, I found out in previous years that if you kind of like work per se in clumps, and you're running in clumps, then you know they're less um, uh, wanting to tell you to get on the sweeper. Yeah, bus. they're less they're like, likely. Okay. They're definitely less likely to to, <laughs> to pull you tip. off the course. That is a really good tip. Yeah. So, so you because would, otherwise you got. You know, little docs and sporadic people here and there. You right. know, they're just struggling all on their own or whatever. But, like, but if you got clumps together, you know, that they're talking, that they're, you know, trying together and everything, and that they're wanting, you know, to try, you know. So it yeah. just looks, at least looks like a better effort. Right. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're right. hoping that they won't tell us down the sweet bus, which they didn't actually. So um, yeah, this is mile, mile 14. You meet Jessica for the first time. This is the first time you met her in her life, um, in, in, in yeah. your life. Uh, you encourage her to, to run with you. And, and uh, is this her first marriage? Because I'm, I'm sure you guys talked. Um, you kind of, yeah. you know, you're talking, where, where are you from? And is this your first marathon? How you do all that stuff? Was this her first marathon? Yeah, it was her first and my 12th. Wow, that's very cool. So I'm sure she was glad to have someone, someone experienced to take her through it. Um, do you think she was going to drop out had you not been there for her? I don't know, honestly. I mean, she had good heart to it and everything. She had good training going into it. I mean, and most people do. They have, you know, what they feel, what, you know, that they can at least go through the day on. And, you know, regardless of how much you're hurting afterwards, I mean, you got through it. Yeah, and so I mean, uh, we were talking that you know we came to like the halfway mark. There's a bridge actually at the halfway mark where it splits to the half and the full. And she's like, you know, I was thinking about you know taking that half, right? You know, but like that's not what I signed up for. I'm like, exactly. I didn't either. So and like I know that like I didn't have the good training that I wanted going into this because of injuries and work and things like that. But you know, like that's not what I signed up for. So regardless of where I come in at, you know, I want to finish this thing. So I told her, I was like, if you stay with me, I'll stay with you. I'm not getting on the bus. Like I'll figure out, you know, if they told me like you have to get on the bus or get on the sidewalk or opening the streets back up, you know, I'm prepared to have them like right on my arm, the different twists and turns of the road where I need to turn at so I can at least get to the finish line or where it should be. So, like I'm finishing this thing. So, you know, if you stay with me, I'll stay with you. She's like, okay. And, so that's where it went so, on from. Yep. So you guys then ran the, the next, you know, tw- 12 uh, to, you know, you started at 14, so another 12 miles to go. So you run the next 12 miles. And then the pictures that I see and that everybody has seen is you guys hand in hand uh, finishing the race together. Um, when did you grab her hand and say, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to finish this together? You know, like I said, we met, we uh, met. A little after 14 somewhere. I don't know the exact mileage. Mm-hmm. I threw a zigzagging across the road, so I messed up my GPS. Um, but, uh, you know, after we linked up, you know, it'd be like another couple miles. And, uh, you know, she'd kind of get a little, a little tired, a little down. Maybe she just needed water. I wasn't sure. But, you know, I reached back with my arm. I'm like, hey, come up here. And so, you know, she'd run up and grab my arm and, you know, you'd be good for another little bit, you know. And, um, you know, we just do the off and on, you know, things like that. You know, one of us, you know, is kind of slagging. It was actually towards um, the, there's a picture in a video that went viral. And the picture was um, after the 25-mile mark. And um, it was taken by the Steel City Roadrunners. And, um, you know, they were just talking to us, you know, saying, hang in there, you got another mile, you're good to go. And uh, giving us water and, you know, good support and everything like that. 
And uh, so I had one of the road runners actually on her other arm, and I had her on her other arm. And then, you know, we swapped out, and I'm like, here, come on, let's go. And so we just took hands. We just started, you know, running a little harder after that. And um, that's the picture that actually that was taken. And then for the video later on, um, man, like, Jessica had eyes like a hawk. Like, <laughs> she was seeing every mile marker as we got to him. Yep. And uh, she's like, is that a mile marker? I'm like, yeah, it is. I mean, she's a mom. I'm not. <laughs> right, right. So she, she's definitely got mom eyes on her, by all means. <laughs> right, right. They see everything. And, uh, they do, yes. And, and uh, so we, I knew where the 26 mile marker was from previous years around this. I'm like, hey, there's a 26 mile marker. She's like, where? I'm like, right there on the side there. She's like, where? I'm like, are you serious? Of all mile markers, you do not see <laughs> right, this. It's right 26, here. Right. She didn't. She didn't want it to end. She didn't want it to end. It was so good. You guys were having such a good time. So, like, we saw it, and um, (laughs) she's like, "Okay, so yeah, she's getting more gas in her because she's seen that twenty-six mile mark." And um, so she's ahead of me then, and uh, so she reached back with her arm then, and she's like, "She's like, come on, you got to finish with me. You promised." I'm like, "I did, I did," and um, because earlier in the race, um, we were you know going along and. She said, whenever we get to the finish line, I want to finish holding hands. I'm like, I'd be honored to. It's like, I would too. And so, you know, that's where the hand-holding thing came into play. And so, you know, it really was just like a natural thing after that point. That's like, you're not afraid to take the hands of, you know, a stranger or some other random sweaty person out on the course. Right. You know, it's like, I'll be here for you, you know. And so, you know, I grabbed her hand, you know, on that last little um, stretch. And, um, you know, we just held on tight went in through and uh, we got to the first mat and I told she was right beside me obviously and uh, I was like we gotta gotta catch those mats up there now in case there's like any doubt in her mind that right. we were done when right. we hit the first mat like no we got those mats up there too you hit that <laughs> so second hit the timing mat yep yeah so the timing mats um so there's the first timing mat and then there's um two of them afterwards that are right underneath the clock and every time we hit a mile marker I told her, I was like, you know what, if you're getting down on yourself or anything, I mean, here's some positive points. I always love to see the positive points get, look, the mile markers are up. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, in past years, they've taken them down, and they actually take them down to 26 back. So they don't start mile marker one oh, and wow. go. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, like, really rough because the one year, uh, two years ago, I actually didn't see past mile marker 19 because they took them all down already. Oh. So... Well, that's yeah. great that um, they were still up, and that that is, that that helps big time, like you said. It did, and those. every time we reached one, like the clock was still running on them because they have a digital clock on every or almost every mile marker. And I was like, "Look, the clock's still running too." She's like, well, "What does that mean?" I'm like, "It means it's still running, and that we're going to get medals still, and we're still going to get official time." She's like, "Really?" I'm like, "The clock's still running, yeah." That's very cool. Like, props oh, to wow. the props to the Pittsburgh Marathon for doing that. Oh, by all means. Um, we will tweet out the video at Pace the Nation. It's such an authentic moment, which I think was the awesome part about it. And um, you could tell that this wasn't manufactured. You guys weren't doing this to go viral by any means. But um, when did you realize, you know, so so you, you guys finish the race and get your medals and, and say your goodbyes and hug. And when did you realize this was like, a thing people were like watching and getting inspired by. And I was like tearing up watching the video. When did you realize that? Um, so we finished it, you know, on Sunday afternoon and, um, you know, I went out to eat with my parents and, um, stuff like that. You know, I friended her on Facebook and, you know, stuff like that. And, um, then, I was hurting so bad, actually, I just crashed my parents' couch. I didn't even <laughs> want to walk upstairs to my bed even because I was hurting so bad. And um, so I, you know, put my phone on Do Not Disturb, and I was like, you know, whatever. You know, I, I don't even care what's going on in the world. I took tomorrow <laughs> off of work. I don't care. <laughs> right. So um, so I slept on the couch, and uh, it's probably 11, 11.30 the next morning even, and I looked at my phone, and um, there's just, like, clumps of messages. I'm like, what is going on here? And all kinds of alerts and everything. And uh, the first one I was from Jessica. I read it and it said something to the effect of, hey, there's um, a video and picture going around about us and we're getting a lot of limelight. I was going to tag you but wasn't sure what kind of response you would have. So um, I just wanted you to see it for yourself first. And I'm like, 
what? What's going on? And, like, my initial reaction, honestly, with social media being, like, such a thing these days, and people being actually so negative and so offended by so much these right. days. Right, And so that was, like, my, my first thought was, like, you know, people are probably going to be complaining that, like, they held the streets open for so long just for two people to finish. Because mm-hmm. um, we said that we were the last one. And uh, they, that they you know, shut everything down for so long and that, you know, so much was being held up just for two people to finish. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, my first thought. And, like, the people were just, like, super mad about this. And um, then I see that there's another message. Um, so what it was is a Steel City Roadrunner. They took a picture at the mile 25 mark there. And um, they posted on their site as, you know, a cutesy little, you know, fun run kind of thing. And um, one of the members there, he posted it on his own page and put it public, and it just blew up like that. Wow. And that's what it was. Um, so the guy who had taken it from the um, club site and put it on his own, he messaged me, um, and he asked, is this you? I hope so, because everyone's sharing it. Because that's the thing. They actually did not um, look to see who we are or anything before they posted anything. Their numbers are right there on our bid, but they didn't look to see who we are, what our names were, anything like that. They were, we were just some, you know, random, random yeah. cool runners, right. you know? Right. And um, so um, that's why, you know, he just wanted to make sure that it was me. And, um, you know, I hope it's you. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Like, he's like, that's awesome. And so then I looked at his page and I had like thousands of views, like, and then there's a video on there and I had thousands. <laughs> And nice. I was like, oh, my God. So, like, I put it on my own page, you know, just as, like, hey, you know, here's a little recap from yesterday kind of thing. And um, one of my friends who I've known since I was 18 years old in college, he's like, is that you? And I'm like, yep. He's like, that's awesome. That's what it's all about. And I guess a lot of people didn't know it was me because I had a hat on because I don't wear hats. Mm-hmm. Um, I only wear hats whenever it's either raining or it's, like, uh, really cold out. So, like, people just don't recognize me in a hat. Like, it's just weird looking or something. I don't know. But, like, it just, um, people knew I was running it. They know I'm from Pittsburgh. But, you know, it just didn't look like me, I guess. I don't know. Right. But then it just, like, the whole concept just blew up. But, like, I felt the need to, like, own it. Like, hey, you know, this is me, you know, right here. So, but, yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. We uh, There's a number of stories that um, that were, uh, you know, that, that, that were, um, posted afterwards, um, including, I mean, like ABC News, David Muir picked it up from, I mean, so you, you were like on the, 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 the main ABC nightly news and I don't know other places too, were you, um, how, how exciting or fun was that? It is pretty exciting. I mean, it was just like really unexpected, but that mm-hmm. way, like I said, um, like we were just trying to finish a race right. and like we, we talked on the phone and we, and I have still kept in touch. Um, we still talk and we text and stuff like that and share stuff over to each other or whatever. And, um, like, that's what we discussed. It was like, you know, we're just trying to finish a race and, you know, we're getting all this media coverage from, like, the local stations. It's on the national news. Um, the most recent thing was a couple weeks ago, the uh, Air National Olympic Committee shared it on theirs. Uh, we got um, different pickups from the Canada, UK, uh, Poland, Germany, Italy. Um, a friend of mine was actually just watching news. She would actually Google my name every day to see, like, <laughs> what other country Google picked alert. it up. Yeah. Do you yeah, think? Yeah, so it was it's That's pretty very cool. cool. Like, it, yeah. it's really just not not expected at all. It's just like, we're just trying to finish a race. Like, like <laughs> I said, I mean, this is my sixth time running this race, so, like, it's not something new to me right. <laughs> so but it's just like you know like i just finished in my race and in the rain and that's what i do you weren't you trying know? to go viral <laughs> that, yeah very cool do you think jessica is going to run another race another marathon i think she will um you know like you said that she's still a little nervous about you know just you know having put in so much mileage and stuff like that and um yeah i, I think she'll be good to go i mean i don't know how I know she's ran the Pittsburgh half before, and this is her first year running the full. And the reason why I ran Pittsburgh uh, as my first full event was, I mean, that's my hometown. You know, mm-hmm. that's where I grew up. And, um, you know, same with her, too. And But I think she'll do it again. You know that, And if she doesn't, she'll at least give it a lot of thought and a lot of heart 
and um, there'll be a lot of people peer pressuring her into it. <laughs> peer pressure is important. Yeah, it is. And you you guys have actually become like friend. I mean, you had a reunion recently, right? Yeah, yeah. We got together at um, Panera out there nice. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That's that's so so cool. Um, well, it's just an, it's a it's an amazing story, an inspiring story, um, and those stories that. The amazing stories are, are, are the ones that you don't set out to, to you just set out to, to accomplish a goal. It wasn't like you were setting out to doing anything more than just encourage her, her authentically to finish the race. And I think that's what made it so great. Um, Thank you. You, you mentioned a couple times about your work. I wanted to ask you about this, um, you know, that you work these long shifts. Like today you had a 12 hour shift. What What is it that you do? I work in manufacturing. I make car parts, actually. So you make I work car for parts. A third part- yeah, I work for a third-party vendoring um, company, and we do thermoforming, which makes, like, uh, spare tire covers, uh, splash shields, wheel housing, you know, that kind of, like, the fuzzy stuff that's in the trunk of cars. Mm-hmm. We do that. Um, and this is in a, in a factory? Is this, like, a, a physical job? Or what kind of, like, I, I'm not uh, p- picturing exactly what. <laughs> so it's it's in a factory, and you're working 12-hour days, and you're still able to get out and run. Yeah, yeah. That, Some that, days a little, um, I need a little more motivation than others. Um, you know, I've worked anywhere between, uh, actually, today was a short day because we actually were, we got done with things a lot earlier, but I still be back in on Sunday. But, wow. um um, so I have about two and a half days off until I have to get back in again. But um, I've worked anywhere between, you know, four and six, eight-hour shifts to, like, 16-plus-hour shifts. Wow. You know, it all depends on my position there at the time and uh, what was needed. And, yeah, it just um, – I plan some long days there. It is a physical job. Um, I'm standing on concrete all day going back and forth between machinery. Um, it's not temperature-controlled either. Mm. So um, – my first summer there, it was 105 outside, and inside it got somewhere between 115 to 130, depending on what machinery wow. you were by. Ugh. So, yeah, Are, you need some uh, hydration going on yeah, there, definitely. Wow. It's a good so, workout in itself. Yeah, I know, and the marathon's nothing for you after... <laughs> it's a relief to run a marathon. I know, that's crazy. It's so funny that you say that, though, because, like, I actually... Um, for the marathons, I mean, we have fuel stations every couple miles. Right. So, I mean, they're right there looking at you, you know, whether you need them or not, you know, I take them. Yeah. So, but yep. at work, I mean, you only have so much time between cycles and machinery and going back and forth between things and other people talking to you and asking for stuff with things like that. So, you don't have the time a lot of times, even take water breaks. I mean, I um, normally right now, I have 10-hour shifts and I have two 20-minute breaks. That's it. Man. So... Um, I'm just, you know, I, there's been a couple of times where I actually have gotten like super sick from being dehydrated and I thought it was like maybe the flu or something, but like after I got enough like electrolytes and like water and just everything in me, like I'm fine. So I knew it was like actually that. And I'm just like, how am I possible? Like I'm doing this, you know, like I can obviously, you know, run a marathon just fine right. you know, without any problems at all, but like I can't get through a regular work day, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, props to you on all of that. Um, just such a great story. Uh, again, we'll tweet out all the particulars. A lot of the news uh, in the video, uh, we'll tweet out at Pace Nation. Um, Laura, I-, I can't thank you enough for taking the time and joining us. Um, you're, you're really, really inspiring. And um, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thanks for having me. All right, there she goes. That's Laura Mazur. She is the woman in the viral Pittsburgh Marathon video and photo uh, who encouraged her her now friend, Jessica Robertson, to finish uh, her first marathon. Such a cool story. She joined us on Pace Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks again. To Laura Mazur for joining us on Pace the Nation today to tell her inspiring story from the Pittsburgh Marathon. Cool stuff. Um, very, very impressive. Um, I was going to complain about how hot it is in this room. Uh, <laughs> Not today. Um, no, we don't no. have we don't have difficult no, working no, conditions. No, 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 no. Although I, I think our next phone call should be to OSHA. 
<laughs> what, what what is OSHA? Occupational safety. Okay. And, okay. Or, yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, you know, let's get Laura some air conditioning. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Nobody uh, nobody should be working under those conditions, especially twelve hour shifts. It's yes. Tough. I mean, making car parts really cool, and I do have a car story in a second uh-huh. that I wanted to get to. But that Can't, we very, don't have time very, for that. Very, very cool. I should have asked her. Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> the the the, uh, the perseverance she showed, and she also just talked about how she knew Jessica, and sounds like she's helped other people finish races so i love how yeah, we get guests that double down so dave <laughs> Dildine right. will save that's you right. from the potomac yep. and mm-hmm. laura's gonna get you across the finish yep. line that's right yep good good dave they're just Dildine good at back. what they do yes <laughs> they're yep. just good at what they do no doubt yeah. i i liked that her first reaction when she when she found out before she'd seen what it was her first reaction that there was a social media response is like oh this is going to be negative right i know which is which is such a uh, great commentary on yep. on the online culture right now, uh, but it also makes it so much better that this is this was uh, viral for all the right reasons for, positive for, for positivity. Reason. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. That's very very true. Um, and Docs, uh, you mentioned earlier that maybe this is on air or off air that she's our second Mazer. This is our second air, Mazer. Yeah, which is, yeah. Uh, I'd forgotten about that. So another call back to. Uh, 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 Mazer's Mazer's pulling into the uh, the lead on on uh, Pace Nation right. a- a- appearances. Uh, Although I think we've had a couple Johnsons love yo- as well. Runners love yoga. Uh, uh-huh. We have had a couple Johnsons. And yeah, that's true. Um, was the other Ann Mazer, I believe it is. So. Ann Mazer, yep. correct. Yeah. All right. So thanks again to Laura Mazer, not to be confused with Ann Mazer, um, mm-hmm. for joining us on Pace Nation today. Um, all right, guys. So um, a couple of things transportation related that I wanted to get to. Uh, Lay it on me. It's yeah, been, so, been a while since we've had a good transportation so, update. So the 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 scooter deal yes. um, mm-hmm. in Arlington, you see them everywhere. Um, what I didn't realize is it was sort of a trial thing that they were going to try through uh, June of 2019 to see. It is June of 2019. Exactly. So... Um, they have passed their trial date, and were they found guilty? The, the, the county board met on Tuesday of this past week to extend the e-scooter and e-bike pilot Ooh. program through December thirty-first. Uh, so I guess it's. I think they're they're trying to decide. I, I don't think they're going to go away totally, but I think they're trying to decide how many. Mm-hmm. I think I've grossly overestimated how many rides there were a few uh, a, f- a few months back when I talked about the scooter situation then. Uh, but they are going to allow scooters or the same amount of scooters through December 31st and then reassess then. Okay. So that was big news. More than 300,000 trips have taken place in okay. Arlington. Uh, how many reported injuries? Uh, we've had some. Many. Yeah. How many unreported injuries? 21, that's 21 reported. Oh, that, 21 that is reported. low. Yeah, I have met reported. 21 people personally who have been injured by a scooter. Who, yes. who wants who wants to admit that they were injured on a scooter? No one. Yeah, Nobody that's, does. That's so there's a lot of unreported injuries. I Let's thought, be honest. I thought 21 wasn't a bad number. 20, oh, 21 is, is so the number low. of people that were hit by a car and unconscious and they had to <laughs> alert the authorities. All right, so another couple stats here. Uh-huh. 307,000 miles. You mean lies? These are all lies. <laughs> no, 307,000 miles have been traveled since April. Uh-huh. Um, with the average trip of, length. Of this year? That, this is what, the, and this is from Arlington, uh, Arlington uh-huh. Now. Trusted source, Scott, doesn't give us lies over there. A total of 307,000 miles have been traveled through April, which, uh, so that was through April of this year. What's the average, the, the average, average yeah, length? The average length. Is a little over a mile. So it's the Roslyn Hill. It's the Roslyn Hill. Mm. It's probably what it is. It's everybody yeah. who runs with You're Farley. Right. <laughs> right. A little over a mile. I would have been worried if it was like a quarter mile average trip. I'm like, come on, just walk, yeah, just guys. Walk Don't pay come the three on, bucks to, to do it. So a little over a mile is okay. the average trip. So scooters, they're here for another six months at least. All right. So here's, here's I know that Arlington County is listening to the yes, show right now. Yes, they do. Now. They yeah. are. Here's, here's my pitch. I love I, – I think pure capitalism is great. Mm-hmm. I have nothing wrong with pure capitalism. But w- why do we need 17 different kinds of uh, <laughs> apps know, scooters. for 17 different kinds of scooters? Like every time I'm looking at scooters, I'm like, this, this is – I've never seen this brand before. I have mm-hmm. to download another app just to ride this scooter. Yeah, that's a that's problematic. Yeah. Secondly, uh, it, it's the 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 concept of scooters, which we've said a billion times. 
great. I love I love it. It's it's great for the environment. But it just shows how horrible people are. Yeah. Like, where do they park their scooters? Uh, they are bad. Like, do the scooters need to be jackknifed across the sidewalk? Stop I have, it. I have yeah. a good friend and a coworker who is in a wheelchair Ooh. where if you're going to lay down that scooter across the sidewalk, he's not getting down that sidewalk. He has right. to double back to the cool. next intersection, yeah. cross the street, and go around. Yeah. So, people are just awful. That is not cool. Get it the, scooters, the scooters have shown, like... The potential. Oh, this is great for the environment. Less driving. It's great. And then what do we see? The the result. People suck. I wish I wish pe- someone would take. <laughs> I wish someone would start an account, like a Twitter account or something, to take pictures of where you see your scooter. Like a shame. Yeah, the shame. Dude, start uh, yeah. it up. Let's yeah, start it up. Maybe yeah. we can go it, viral. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This let's is your go dream. viral. This is let's your go. dream. All right. Let's start an account that shows where we all the horrible. We should not be talking about this on air. Places. The, all the horrible places where scooters are. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, you're you're probably right. We I haven't thought this. this th- haven't thought this through, but or we need to get this Twitter handle before Monday. Right, before somebody else does yeah. it. Yeah, I'll get Tess. That's your assignment for the week. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. All right. So other thing, transportation related. Um, uh-huh. Oh, what a this, bonus for our this, listeners. This is uh, well, not. It, it's not really transportation. Our listeners love related, transportation. Stuff. But oh, okay, I have I go. have thought about this um, uh-huh. for a while now, and I wanted to bring it up. It really irritates How me. How long have you been thinking about this? Years. Literally years. Wow. And I just needed to bring it up on the show okay. to get uh, your Let's guys' feedback it. on it. Yeah. You, you you said, is it the eyelashes on the headlights? Oh. Okay. Very close, uh-huh. uh, Tess. Okay. okay. It is. What irritates me. Mustache. What grinds my ears <laughs> is the windshield wipers on the headlights of cars. Uh, let me show you a picture. I know what you're talking about. I, I just the teeny tiny windshield wipers like, on your headlights. Wh- who needs? I should have. You know what? I should have asked Laura. That like, looks like an old school Volvo. To yeah, me. yeah. An old school Volvo has these. Like, is do you really need windshield wipers on your lights? Maybe in Sweden. I, I just I don't understand. Maybe if it snows and there's <laughs> snow accumulation on your wind on your headlights. Okay, and you need to see. I've thought about this for years, and I have never considered that. Mm-hmm. Every time I say I took this picture so last week. Are you week. over it? Are your no, gears grinding? No, no, no. Okay. No, I still think it's absurd to have windshield wipers. But what if what if you're driving and, and there's like snow accumulation on your on your headlights and now you can't see anymore? Well, you just go outside and you wipe them off. I uh, think. You but how do you know where to pull over if you can't see? Well, I, I think you're talking about a one, and you probably shouldn't do be you, driving in that case. Do you like? Uh, well, maybe maybe you misjudge the the weather. Um, I feel like you're not going to be the guy who calls OSHA uh, for, <laughs> no, for our guests' work not. conditions. Yeah. Um, I should have asked Laura about this, too. You should have, yeah. yeah. She, Being she, in the she's automobile in the, industry. Yeah. But it just irritates me. I mean, is this a – when you go buy a car, is this like a, an extra add-on? Do you want the windshield wipers on your – uh, How many cars do you see that have have these things on their? Maybe headlights? it's mostly Volvos. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is, but uh, I don't want to sully the name of Volvo if they. Mm-hmm. I they might, love my old school Volvos. They, they might they sponsor us. They don't sponsor us. They here, might, so though. We, so I don't want to kill them. But in, in Tess loves her old school Volvo. So I do. I learned to drive on a 1985 Volvo. Did it sedan. have the stupid windshield wipers? It did on not. The, okay, it had good. minimal technology. Good. Yeah. I don't. I just. I don't know. If if you've got a take on that, if you got an, uh, so Doc's is his idea that that it because could be for snow. All right, maybe that's a yeah. So maybe maybe you general. go to like Iceland and and everybody's got them. You know, like when I was I've been up in northern Canada and everybody had a a, a plug that you you plug in you like in the dead of winter you plug your car in so mm. that your engine block doesn't freeze. Okay. You know, so there's different things for different regions. Maybe these are just people that have cars for for colder weather or more extreme weather. You know the cool thing that Volvo does though, if you want to go and pick up a car from the factory, you can go and buy the Volvo experience. They'll give you two airline tickets to go to the Volvo factory, pick up your car, and then they'll ship it back to the US for mm. you. All right. And Farley Volvo is where? Um, it's in Canada. I don't know. It is. Yeah. What nation did the United States play today in soccer in the U.S.? Volvo is Canadian. <laughs> I mean, I was just thinking of like Ottawa. cold weather. Yeah. Because from, I'm going with your I'm going with yeah. <laughs> your theory that it was the, everybody they're wiping knows out the snow. everybody knows that that uh, Sweden. Can- Sweden. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Canada. Right, makes, they've got a lot of snow in Sweden. Canada makes the cheapest furniture and and Volvos. <laughs> All right, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running, not Volvo. Uh, but we are open for sponsors all the time. <laughs> we don't uh, have an auto sponsor. No, yet. not yet. Uh, 
Pacers Running, of course, with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, you can check us out, runpacers.com. You can find all our races on runpacers.com. Uh, we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up. We've got events coming up like the uh, Trail Jam that you probably missed because it was this weekend, but always <laughs> great events. Uh, we've got the Crystal City Twilight 5K coming up as well. So uh, sign up for that race today. All right, so a couple of running-related things here. Um, Let's get to Tess, some running-related yeah, stuff. Finally here. <laughs> wow. Uh, Tess, uh, you were talking about a real inspiring, inspiring ageless uh, performance. Which uh, we're going to attach an age, an age to. Oh, we absolutely right. are. Yeah, so tell us about uh, this woman who is how old? Julia Hurricane Hawkins, who is 103 years old. Hurricane. That's her last. That's her. That's her nickname. <laughs> it is. Was she a boxer in the 1920s? Oh my God! I wish that would be great. 103. Julia. 103. Julia Hurricane Hawkins. Oh yeah. Very Here cool. Here comes the story of the hurricane. <laughs> uh, so she is 103, and what distances does she run? She runs the 50 meter dash and mm-hmm. the 100 meter dash. Wow, that's regularly. Awesome. So she's been going to the national championship for a while now. That's cool. Um, now, does uh, there is a video of her her running? Um, obviously, there isn't a hundred and over category. So, does she run just against um, probably the eighty and up? I would imagine. Yeah, that would that's what I imagine. I didn't do all my research. Yeah, but story. I'm I'm sure she. Um, you know, she she actually, and I did see the video. She fares pretty well. She f- clocked in at twenty one seconds for the fifty. For the fifty, like, all right. I could, I could beat that. <laughs> and and I think it was like, um, for you know, forty two, forty three seconds for the hundred. Those even splits. So yeah, pretty pretty impressive. Um, so uh, we will tweet out uh, the video of that. But she holds her own against ninety year olds and eighty year olds. Um, so hundred and three. I mean, hundred and three. When I'm a hundred and three. If I can just, you know. Do you want to be running when you're 103? I, I would love to be running. Do you want to be 103? Yeah, I, I do. I think that's mm-hmm. a whole philosophical. Two, two good questions. Yeah, co- for, a different, for, for a different for a podcast. podcast. But if I'm running 103, man, I, I hope to be running. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, this it's is my plan. Great. This is my long game plan is mm-hmm. to just stay healthy and active enough to start competing on the national level over 70. Yeah, Tess, yeah. Bought, Tess, Tess actually went out and bought a trophy case. She doesn't plan on putting anything <laughs> right. into that for another 62 years. That's a good plan. If you yeah. could just, just stay mobile, just stay, just outlast them. She went down to North Carolina. They make solid good. furniture. They do down there. in Greensboro, yeah. North Carolina, where I went yeah. to college. She didn't go to Canada. No, no. not to, yeah. not to Canada. And they make the cheap stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, no, I figure my mom's in her 60s. She's still dancing. And my gram lived 102. So I feel like it. my genes are lined I'm up. Glad and I'm glad you ready got that. Farley go. has a grandmother who, who uh, he's got good genes too. Yeah. My grandmother lived to 99. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully I am, um, hopefully I'm right there with you competing in the, the 70 or 80. And well, I don't know. We're not in the same age group. We won't you be. You will no. be. Uh, it sounds like it's a 25 age, yeah. 25 year gap That's in that true. age group. Yes. Um, so yeah, we will tweet out the the, the link of uh, Hurricane Hawkins um, in a video of her running at 103 years old. Very very cool. All right, so I've got w- one more thing to get to, and then Tess has a story that we want to touch on. Uh, I don't I don't get another one. <laughs> no, no, sorry, we, sorry we to the listeners. Well, if you got something, um, but you know we usually it's been try decided. To, we, Just move on. Um, so um, we talked about Gabe Grunwell last week. Um, her inspiring story um her battle with cancer uh she passed away tuesday after the decade-long battle and it was just awesome to see the outpouring of love and support for for her and her husband um after uh she passed away on tuesday and um she was a resident of minneapolis in minnesota and uh, we had former guest of the program jacob fry on um, Mayor Jacob Fry. Mayor Jacob Fry, Mayor uh-huh. of Minneapolis, Jacob Fry, uh, did a really cool thing. He declared June 12th as Gabe Grunwald Day, uh, writing on Instagram that she was a champion on the track and in life. Her bravery was an inspiration. Her positive attitude was relentless. Um, so very, very cool that uh, he made uh, June 12th Gabe Grunwald Day. So, uh, you know, then he went on Instagram and did this whereas 
from the first day of Gray Grumwell's mm-hmm. diagnosis. It's like getting your college diploma. Yeah I, yeah, I don't understand the whereas and the. Mm-hmm. It's got the fancy and, Latin yeah, names. It's it's oh, it's Latin. Okay. I don't know if it's Latin. I, it seems Latin. I'm going to go with that. Um, but oh my uh, God. very very cool. Somebody come rescue me <laughs> from the studio right now. Very cool. Uh, uh, we will always remember, I, and I, I know it was just this year, but uh, J, uh, June twelfth, I think, can be officially. Gave, it's great. I, I love it, and, and I think that's such a, a, an incredible gesture from yep. from Mayor Jacob Fry. Um, I, I will also say something, and and uh, just just kind of reflecting on on Gabe's passing, uh, they they made a a very courageous decision to share with the public that that uh that she didn't have very many didn't have very much time left Mm -hmm. uh and one of the reasons they did that was was gabe's husband was saying um you know if you want to send her a message send it to her now and if if you just went on social media you you saw so so much positivity so many people reaching out to her telling her how inspirational she was, how much they loved her, how much they they uh, just really appreciated her being in their life, uh, which I think is, is a, um, it, it's, it's just a really nice silver lining to, to, to a sad story that, uh, pe- that she got that and, and people got that opportunity. Uh, and if, if you want to extend that to, to uh, you know, another level, um, <laughs> which is which is maybe me going too far i don't know chris but yeah uh like you you don't need to know that somebody who means a lot in your life uh is is running out of time to tell them how much they mean to you i know so so maybe maybe kind of look at that and then think like who in my life can i reach out to and just 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 a nice reminder that uh, you know, as we had the story earlier about the positivity on social media, who who can I reach out to and, and just tell them how much I appreciate them being part of my life? And, uh, you know, you don't have to wait until that final moment. And you certainly don't have to wait for regret, you know, if it's too late. Docs, very well said. That's right. the you, most emotional yeah, thing you've ever said awesome. on this program. It was very good. And he's, he, I think two weeks in a row, he's, he's mm-hmm. had some really good Gabe Grunwell takes. Um, mm-hmm. So you did get one more thing. I um, did. You did. Welcome, so, listeners. Yes. Yeah, very, very cool. Um, so, uh, Tess. I'm Follow ex- that I'm ex- up. <laughs> I'm, excited. No, I'm excited. I'm excited by your next uh, next story. Farley, congratulations yes, are in order. thank you. Thank to you. To you, to yes. your alma mater. Yes. Not Virginia no, now, no. but Yorktown High School. Yes. Yorktown. Farley's on a roll. <laughs> I, I am. Uh, Yorktown High School girls soccer. State champions. State champions. Undefeated. Yes. Were they? They were undefeated. They're undefeated. Wow. That was awesome. I, I have to say, I started following them on Twitter uh, towards the end of their run. Mm. Bandwagon. Was, you jumped on the bandwagon. <laughs> it was very exciting <laughs> to see my alma mater uh, start start uh, doing awesome things uh, with with that soccer program. So yes, thank you for bringing that up. Um, you were Arlingtonian, but you were. I played for WNL. WNL, right? WNL. So you also, were, Tess was not born in Arlington, yeah, which we, we've established no. on six yeah. straight episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, so you were HB, but you played soccer and track for WNL. That's okay. correct. All right. Well, you can kind of still share in this, not as much as I. That's where for sure, that's where you you were excited about it though, because yeah. of the local team. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to support them. Yeah, and I did. did were, were they like at a, a game recently or something that? Um, they were celebrated at DC United. Wow. They were. Very cool. Awesome. So congrats to the uh, Patriots mm-hmm. of Yorktown High School. Great show, guys. Docs, you should come with one more one beer in you more often. Is <laughs> um, it one? Do we well, know yeah, it was one? I'm not sure. We don't have an official count, but I did tell Farley that uh, he could have brought more beer. I know, I know. Uh, I think he made the right decision uh, decision not to. could have gone down yeah. a different route. Yeah. Uh, That's a Charlie Band move. Yes, definitely is. Um, <laughs> and how many podcasts have he, has he uh, posted? Um, <laughs> thanks to uh, our guest today, uh, Laura Mazur, for joining us. Awesome story about her at the Pittsburgh Marathon. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Uh, thanks to you, the listener. We are 198 in. One more to go before close. big episode 200. Getting so, close. Uh, exciting stuff to get to next week. 
in the next couple weeks. All right. For Test Strike, for We Me Docs, I'm Chris Farley. This is Space Nation. We'll see you next week. recording episode 200 on friday june 28th and yes and i think that uh we don't know the exact time yet of when we're going to get started but if people want to put that on their calendar and make signs good and, idea and come out and tailgate i think it'd be great if we could get people to tailgate outside the window just drinking <laughs> beer drinking wine holding up signs uh, and if, if we can get a few people, maybe maybe we'll look into getting some speakers so that we could do like a live broadcast as well. I love it. It's a great idea. Laura Mazur, who... Um, Is she related to Ann Mazur? We had Ann Mazur on the program before too. Nice. Yeah. Um, Not our first Mazur. Wow. That's a, that's a great callback. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. So... Uh, what a waste of material. I know. So we'll have her on. She was um, Yorktown High School girls soccer no nah, or not nah, oh my I'm a, yeah what I'm, I'm sorry okay, let me try again you say yeah. girls soccer yeah uh, the woman the authorities came to blame <laughs>